The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the weekly parenting show um, on Inspire 105.1 FM. Your host today with yourself is me, Sister Navid, and joining me for today's show are Sister Musarat and Sister Fazilat. Assalamu alaikum to both of you. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. How are you both? Are you okay? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, we can hear your heavy breathing, Sister Fazila. So, inshallah, if you struggle, just, just let bear me know. with me. <laughs> yeah, we will take it from there, inshallah. So, yeah, out there for the listeners today, you are listening to us on Inspire 105.1 FM. Um, feel free to share the link, feel free to leave any feedback, any comments, and inshallah, don't forget to like the show if you find it useful and helpful, inshallah. Um, you can contact us for any feedback or any contribution of topic ideas or suggestions you're the parents out there listening your feedback your contribution is of course very much appreciated and you can do that on 0779481822 or alternatively just leave us um, a comment in the comment section on facebook inshallah um yeah so the topic for today uh, is parenting with belief um it was a, a topic suggestion made by system surat and um, it was something that we thought had um, a scope for discussion, inshallah, um, and to provoke some kind of level of thought within us, inshallah. Um, and let's see if we're able to do justice to today's topic. So um, parenting with belief. Um, yeah, what does that mean? And, um, you know, when the title was put out there, uh, what were the first kind of thoughts that came to yourselves? Sister Masurat, I'll probably come to you first because it was your suggestion. It'd be nice to know what stood out to you in relation to this topic and to do this. Uh, well, this topic, I found it quite interesting. I just came across an article which mentioned uh, and it was asking people whether her faith uh, was important mm. and it, how it played a role in parenting. Mm. So for me as a Muslim, uh, you know, this, I, first of all, I thought it's something natural for us to take faith on board, mm. uh, especially, you know, once the child is born, we start with all the sunnah, uh, uh, Sunnah things like giving the azan and mm. you know doing the afiqa and all that stuff so it comes naturally to us as Muslims yeah. but along the way when they grow and uh, you know f- for some parents uh, religion can be you know uh, something totally different you know if they're not practicing yeah like yeah. they may be separating it from uh, deen and dunya yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was something that intrigued you in terms of the fact that it obviously had you thinking that, okay, this makes sense because, like you said, when we begin the journey of our life with our children, the very first thing we, we want to do and get done immediately as soon as possible is the avan in the baby's ear. And that's the beginning of um, implying belief into this aspect of parenting. And it'd be interesting to know how that unravels, actually, in today's discussion as well. So um, in terms of how much of belief comes into our parenting and how much of it doesn't, and and how do we make this distinction or these choices? But my very first question out there to both of you, unless there's something you want to add to that, Sister Fazilat, is is belief important? Is is faith, in whilst you're parenting, important, um, Sister Fazilat? Okay. Um, I saw it from a different kind of aspect to Musarat in, in terms of when you put the title to me I thought well ha, ha, why are we discussing it in terms of parenting mm-hmm. um, so for me it's like if we go back to basics I was thinking what what is belief so for me it's something that, we, that you're convinced of that you believe to be true and then you act accordingly to that so I'll give you a basic example if it's raining outside I believe it's raining I'll dress accordingly to that 
Mm-hmm. Um, I won't dress, or if, or if it's really cold outside, for example, I see the snow, I won't go in my summer clothes because I believe that that is true. So if, if I link it back to now, our belief in terms of uh, belief in Allah and, and how we conduct ourselves, if I believe that Allah exists, and I'm convinced of that 100%, then that should impact not just my parenting, but everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was, I know it's a parenting show, but for me, I was looking at it more broadly, that mm-hmm. it's, it's um, it shouldn't be if it's impacting parenting or not, or it's, it's everything. So mm-hmm. I think the, I think the, the bigger question is that, are we convinced that Allah exists? Are we convinced um, that the message of Islam is the truth? You know, and and because you know, if I if I look back to myself when I was younger, you know, alhamdulillah, we're Muslims and, and we're born into Muslim families, or, or, or most of us are, and um, you 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 just believe that that's what you're taught from a young age, and, and you believe. But then, like say for example, some of my actions I wasn't covering before, um, yeah. but when I came. To, to learn and it's and it's kind of odd me saying that but when I I went to college and, and there somebody did like proof of God and mm-hmm. proof of the Quran and that impacted me personally yeah. for, for, for myself because that was the first time that I'd actually not that I didn't believe that Allah existed before but this was the first time that I was convinced of it if that makes sense mm-hmm. that for if it to be proved to me that, that this is the truth and and then from that day it kind of impacted me um yeah. in that respect so like for you know and this is what, what I mean so it impacted in my life generally how I behaved whether it was with, with my parents when I got married or when I had children that belief always impacted me for if, if I for example if I was about to do something that wasn't within the belief within the, wasn't within the realms of, of what was allowed or not allowed that's mm-hmm. what stopped me because I linked mm-hmm. it back to hang on a second that's not right because of, of that so that's how I view it kind of uh, yeah I, I see your point uh, sister Fazila in terms of the fact that would you say that that then became your reference point? It then yes. became yeah. your yeah. viewpoint. It then yeah. became the the manner with which you now deduce life and connect ideas and make decisions. So you had this conviction within your mind of the existence of your creator. And that is what your belief was, that there is definitely a power or a might mm. out there that is greater than me. He has sent me here with a purpose to yeah. serve my life as his um, creation and so you started to link back every single action in terms of uh, the commandments of your lord if it's allowed if it isn't allowed which is the best thing to do which is what you should abstain from and that became your perspective and your your reference point yeah and i think so sorry go go ahead um no but i think the important thing here is to say that that's my reference point but as in Mm -hmm. we make mistakes we'll do wrong does that make mm-hmm. sense? So it's not that that's my reference point and I haven't done wrong since that day. That's not the case, <laughs> you of know, course. but I, look, I, th- I think it's important to highlight that. I think, but then when you do do wrong or when you do kind of falter or, or, or have ups and downs, your your reference point is still there. So you still go back to that and you try to get back on track and try to um, better yourself and improve yourself. Yeah. And, you, you know, Allah has made us to make faults Allah has you know and that's why Allah is all forgiving so we will make mistakes and, and we'll ask Allah mm-hmm. for forgiveness so I think it's important to, to understand that um, that is our reference point but mm-hmm. then don't think that you'll never make mistakes yeah. and, 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 and be prepared to be remorseful and be prepared to ask Allah for forgiveness and, and accept that as in San we will we will have ups and downs mm-hmm. and these ups and downs um, that that we have, it, it it could be out of um, you know lack of knowledge and lack of awareness, or at times um, you know lack of patience. It could be yes, the fact yeah. that we've just reacted to a circumstance or a situation. But what the key factor there, Fazila, uh, I'm assuming, is the fact that if you have belief mm. in a creator, you will always reflect and question: Did what I do, what I did, was that correct? Yes. Yeah. What? How I behaved in that circumstance? Was there a better way of behaving? And that reflection should then uh, activate us into uh, becoming better, rather than deactivating us and 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 uh, m- making us uh, just live in the gloom of uh, the the dark cloud over us. Of I'm a bad person, and this is it. It's all over. This is who I am. I'm never going to be good, and I'm never going to change. And then just becoming worse and worse as a person. 
maybe a parent or um, you know never allowing yourself uh, the room or the scope to improve and become a better person and 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 that is very key and important to understand that yeah we do make mistakes and Allah loves to forgive so it's, it's sincere repentance and yeah. and reflection that's key there another thing that you just mentioned which was which really stood out to me is the the fact of knowing it to be true and the fact that um, you know, you, you you kind of alluded to the fact that when you were at college and somebody came and did dawah, you know, to you or discussed with you about the existence of the proof of God, um, you, you kind of alluded to the fact that it was like as if it was the first time that you were coming into the realm of Islam. Is that how you felt? Although you were born Muslim, is it, you know, was there a difference between how you viewed Islam prior to this and how you now started viewing Islam maybe as a you know, yeah, your actions and your behavior. There was, of course, there was a difference. I, I think before that, it was something that was, <coughs> sorry, that was taught by my parents, for example. So they'd say, you know, you pray, but it was never, we weren't like, well, I wasn't, I'm sure it's the case for many of us, that it wasn't um, explained that we're doing it for the sake of Allah. So I always thought, yeah, you know, we have to pray. Allah likes us to pray, but my parents are telling me to, for example, mm. or we have to dress in a certain way. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I went when I went to college. I'd wear um, a dupatta mm. um, uh, initially. That's how I went to college first. I wasn't covering. I had you know the loose scarf around, and um, mm. and then when it was um, when I started learning, then I covered. And I remember mm. my parents saying you don't need to cover like that that's too strict you could just wear a dupatta and then that's mm. when I differentiated between the culture and the and, and, and Islam mm-hmm. um and it is so it is different so then I knew that I was doing it for the sake of Allah and because I was convinced that that, that was right so then I said mm. no that this is why I'm doing it and it was and and I, it was me explaining to my parents and, and they accepted like not that they were against it but they understood mm-hmm. then why and I think mm. sometimes we blind follow that was the difference mm. before it's blind following so you, you just talk, when you're told things you just do it without questioning it now mm. it's more for, hang on if my parents are saying you can wear it like that that's okay it's acceptable but then that's mm. something then what's my reference point is it my parents or is it the mm. is it Allah or, or, or where do you see and then then I base my actions upon that really interesting because what you're saying is that um you know your parents just like my parents and maybe Masarath will agree as well um, that Islam was limited to spiritual belief, you know, the five pillars, you know, as long as you're praying or you, you're aiming to make hajj or you're fasting in the month of Ramadan, yes. that's your yeah. duties done as a Muslim. Now, in, in terms of the way you dress, you know, we, we have cultural, traditional ways of dressing based upon where in the world we come from, regional differences. So if we're Pakistani or Indian, um, you know, we have saris or shalwar kameez as our dress code. And here, if somebody else wants to start wearing a khimar and jilbab, I remember many people approaching me, as well as family members saying, you're not Arab. Why do you want to look Arab? Why do you want to wear that for? Uh, there's nothing wrong with shalwar kameez. You know, it, you can wear it modestly and you can look absolutely fine. And that is when um, the, the conversation of Islam uh, becoming a way of life um, and impacting myself as well, like what you're saying, from a, from a perspective of life and living Islam and that this belief being my reference point, it really became heightened and that discussion really came at the forefront that I'm not doing this because I want to be an Arab. Um, I'm doing this because this is the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. It links back, Musarat, I'm coming to yourself in a moment. It'd be good to hear what your thoughts and views are on this. But, you know, the uh, example you gave, Fazilat, about, you know, if, if you look outside and it, it might not be snowing, but the snow is there. You know that that it has snowed. You don't need to be convinced any more than the fact that there is snow outside. And your previous information will tell you that, you know, you know, hang on, how do I dress? And how, how do I walk outside in the snow and what kind of footwear I should be wearing? Uh, and therefore you dress appropriately just by, by having that awareness. And hence, when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, the belief you know, has to be in something greater, mightier than myself. And therefore, for a believer that is a Muslim, it has to be the creator himself. And his creation of man, life and universe in itself is sufficient for us to know that he exists. And his commandments and his speech in the Quran 
I suppose, of how in, you know, Surah Al-Maida, Allah subhanahu wa talks about this day of perfected your deen, bestowed my favor upon you and chosen Islam as your way of life. It's sufficient for the believer then that if he is the creator and he's saying that Islam has reference to everything, surely this should be sufficient for me. So is parenting with a belief an issue for me and how far am I taking this? And that's where our discussion will continue with, inshallah, from here and now. But coming to you, Sister Masarab, um, is there anything you want to share or any thoughts that were going through your mind as we were speaking? Yes, alhamdulillah. Uh, I just want to reiterate what uh, both of you said, like faith gives us guidance and a reference point. And like you said, uh, you know, it, ge- it helps us to draw a boundary and it, it not, not only us as parents, it's mm-hmm. like we are equipping our children with these boundaries and moral values, which will help them in future, you know, which will help them to take uh, decisions in future. Uh, you know, these boundaries in our case is halal and haram and makro, all these things. So mm. these things will help the child to remove any confusion when they want to make decisions in future. And uh, mm. another point uh, is, we uh, since we are living in a secular society and we see parents some parents are practicing and some who are not practicing it might be confusing mm. for the children because mm. uh, when they go to school or when they go when they are exposed to the outside world yeah th- they're going to get confused similarly yeah. like some parents think that religion is not important when the children are small so when the child grows up and when they tell them about uh, when they t- tell the children about religious practices you know it's fun to fast and pray mm. and mm. like you discussed about covering mm. so when these concepts are introduced at a later stage it's a bit difficult for them yeah yeah and yeah, most of could, the time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sorry go ahead you know it's most of the time like parents are busy with providing for and bringing the child up based on societal standards you know you have to go to school you have to be a brilliant uh, student you have to get a certain degree and sometimes religion might be left behind mm. and the mm. children might be missing out and when they grow up and when they ask questions it might be too late or alarming for the parents Mm-hmm. I think that would probably usually only happen if for the parent at that moment in time of parenting, belief was a set of rituals or a, uh, or a spiritual faith that they were following. And it wasn't really a reference point of implementation in life's affairs and decisions and choices that we're making. Or maybe we were picking and choosing. I don't know if Sister Fazila wants to add anything to this point. Um, but, you know, my next question would would be, why is belief important? Now, we've kind of covered parts of this question. Um, you know, you've kind of already delved into it, Masarab. But why is belief important? Uh, Sister Priscilla, unless there's anything you want to add to the previous point. No, I think um, just, just to add to previous, I think, I think our parents' time was a di- bit different um, in terms of some, some chose to um, pick and choose the ones that did have knowledge, for example. But there's a lot of members of the community of that generation who didn't have access. Mm. So whatever they were taught was, was by their parents. So they didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. And and it's not an excuse because, you know, Jahali, there's an ex- ignorance is an excuse. We, we still strive to get that information, you know, to get our knowledge. But they did the best they could, if that makes sense, with, yeah. with the literal knowledge that they had. Um, you know, if I look at my parents, you know, um, it was very limited. I mean, my dad, mm. Marshall, he, he'd read books and things and, and whatever he'd learn, you know, he'd, he'd take time out every sort of once a week and sit there and read Hadith to us and, and um, like make, make that specific time. Whereas my mom didn't have access to those books. She, you know, she, she didn't go to school. She didn't, she, she couldn't read. Yeah. Um, so it, it was very limited. So mm-hmm. I think we shouldn't be quick to judge in terms of mm-hmm. that, that they did wrong. That I think mm-hmm. they did the best they could with, with the resources they had, and I think our time, absolutely, we have mm-hmm. we have Google, you know, at, the, at our fingertips. We can research for ourselves, and even when we didn't yeah. have Google, 
it, it was more we had libraries we could go and read books we could do you know um we could find out information for ourselves so it, it was it, it was just a different we're in a different era um where we're very mm. socially connected and and are able to find out what's what's yeah. true or not true yeah. or, you know where everyone's coming from i think yeah so moving on to my question why is belief important would you say i think it impacts well not i think i i believe it impacts um how you behave mm. and like i said at the beginning um so in every aspect so it, it will it will set uh, parameters for us um, yeah. of how we function um in in, in whether it's in, in the community as as parents as children you know as siblings it will define our roles um mm. um and that's why i think it's important because mm-hmm. that that's the defining factor and and it's for us it's islam for example so people who are of other faiths that their beliefs will define their roles mm-hmm. um and and people who have who say they have no for example uh, belief um in, in a creator um they hold that that they can do as 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 they please you know um mm-hmm. or that they have the freedom to choose and mm. and there 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 are no boundaries and there are no um sort of you know um precautions that that that, that should be taken so and mm. that's why you see a lot of conflicting because when there are when there's nothing to define um mm. our roles then then problems arise and there's lots of conflict um yeah i it's i know it's a top i'm sure lots of um our our listeners have heard you know the the case of the little boy that was um tortured to death murdered Mm. yeah Mm. the six-year-old as the parent to show you know there where 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 did that come from Mm. you see and and, you know i was thinking about it it disturbed me the whole sort of week thinking that how could that happen Mm. and i think you know even sometimes if we're angry with our children what stops us for example let's just say i mean that was totally extreme levels but when when we're upset with our children or we're angry what, what stops us from from being cruel or or, or mm. being you know yeah. violent that there's something that stops us isn't it and yeah. like say for example for me it's it's the I, I can't be but I can't be um cruel to my child because Allah says so I can't be violent towards them um I can be angry I can I can you know have a, a shout at them and you know define you know explain why and what's happened and and maybe not speak to them for a little while with it that there's mm. there's there's ways and of t- t- doing things so mm. I think that's why belief is important I think Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. You, you know, especially we as Muslims, we believe that children are in amana, and mm. we have a responsibility and a sense of, uh, you know, a fear of Allah mm-hmm. that we have, and we would ne- we would be very careful with how to discipline them. Mm. not only you know corp- go corporal punishment uh, mm. we wouldn't even think of abusing them so mm. we would be very uh, careful uh, about how we discipline them so mm. alhamdulillah for us as parents also faith is like giving us guidance on how yeah. to uh, do parenting moreover yeah. uh, what i wanted to add was in islam a family unit forms uh, a basis of society so mm-hmm. it's important to have a cohesive family relationships and when i was reading up about this topic i came to know that uh, there were a number of studies done about why religion was important so and they say that religion plays a big role in holding together a family mm-hmm. and it was found that being part of an organized faith may offer uh, emotional stability to the family and mm-hmm. you know uh, things like helping the family members supporting one another in yeah. difficult times all these uh, this gives guidance to the parents about even their marriage and parental responsibility yeah, yeah. i think um, uh, you know when we look to this issue of why is belief important i think as you guys are speaking i was just making a, jotting a few notes down and ultimately what we're saying is that belief ultimate belief in how you view life and values of life and how you choose to live your life and what the purpose of your life is and what that means to you 
uh, is what's going to shape your thoughts, your emotions and your actions. And they are the three most important elements of any human being. And as you said, Sister Fasida, at the beginning, that although it's a parenting show, this issue of belief is universal. It's an aspect that's not just going to influence your parenting. It's going to actually be a function for every single relationship and aspect of life that you go into, be that your work your job that you're paid for or your relationships with your friends, your community or your family members or you yourself as a parent. So it actually, you know, if the belief is connected to your creator and you believe that he exists and he is your reference point, then that creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now going to shape whatever he says in the Quran, whatever the sunnah is according to the hadith of parenting, for example, your thoughts, your emotions and your actions. And as you said, Fasilat, that then sets the parameter in terms of the way that I need to function and behave. Believe it or not, guys, we're actually going into a break in a few seconds. Um, inshallah, as we return from the break, we'll move on to how that then impacts our life and how it impacts our parenting. So Jazakallah to the listeners. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the weekly parenting show on Inspire 105.1 FM. Our show should also be on, uh, well, being played on Facebook. So feel free to share the link to uh, hit the like button if you like the show and to leave any feedback or any comments in the comment section. Um, feel free to also leave any feedback via 0779481822. The topic for today's show is parenting with belief. Um, it's quite an extensive show. There's so much to talk about. Uh, we've already gone through the first half of the show and hopefully now we're moving on to talk about, okay, so we've, we've dissect belief, the importance of it. Of it. Um, and now, um, you know, moving on to Fazilat and Masarat, um, how does it aid your parenting? Um, Masarat, I'll come to you first because you've kind of already touched um, you know, the boundaries and moral values and that, that, it, that it kind of leads to and builds, you know, this aspect of having faith. But how does it aid our parenting? How does it link to the here and the now? Um, you know, how does it, you know, bring a harmony between the akhirah and the dunya, you know? Um, and, and how can that aid parenting? So, you know, can, can, do you want to Give some perspective on that from your perspective and your reading that you've done on this issue. Uh, yes, I was just thinking before I move on to what you said, mm -hmm. I was just thinking about, uh, you know, the school I went to. It was a convent school, a Catholic school, and okay. we had a subject called moral science. We okay. spoke about moral values, you know, basic uh, things like being truthful, being helpful and kind kindness and charity and empathy and all those things. But then I was thinking that, you know, nowadays, uh, when our children go to a secular school, uh, I'm sure these things are touched upon. But Alhamdulillah, for our faith, which reinforces this in our children, as it's part of our religion. And also, it is uh, our responsibility as parents to reinforce these values in our children. And the concept mm -hmm. of Akhira comes in, you know, which reminds us that all these things are rewarding in the Akhira. Mm -hmm. So it, that's, I, I understand what you're saying, Masarat, uh, uh, there, in terms of the fact that, you know, it, 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 it gives you, a, you know, sort of, uh, it molds the way forward for you and it, and it sets guidelines and instructions. But what, parents can be struggling with is not the knowledge of knowing that you know if I I should be teaching my child how to eat properly or how to sit properly and even secular values do teach your child how to eat properly or how to speak properly or how to be polite to your elders and respect and so on and so forth but when it comes to uh, perspective and direction it, you know for a parent the confidence to be able to carry on the repetition of carrying on, you know, you guys get made reference to the six-year-old boy now, um, you know, who's been murdered by his stepmother and his father, you know, was, was part of it. 
um, you know, sometimes people can have children and, and not be prepared for the um, heavy responsibility that comes with them, the odious task of repetitively having to feed them, clothe them, take care of them. Um, some, some parents can struggle with the responsibility of uh, just having them there because it impacts your your own personal life and your own freedoms and, and, and so on and so forth. And this isn't necessarily limited to a particular type of people. Across the board, Muslims or non-Muslims as parents can struggle uh, with this notion and aspect of parenting. So I don't know, Fazila, you know, you've got older children. Um, does it get any easier? And And how do you continue but you know are there times when you just think I just can't cope anymore so how can parents uh, or do parents through belief gain a heightened confidence in their parenting I think um, I think it is my belief that keeps me going <laughs> I think because um, no, you know you, you hear that phrase that children like to push boundaries and push the parents buttons you know but it, it's true we are t- tested very much so um, with our children and I think it's every one of us and it can be in different ways it could be their behavior it could be special needs it could be in their education it could be their social lives in, in every in every aspect in, in different ways we get tested and, and and how we deal with it and there are times when you know myself and I'm sure others as well we get overwhelmed um, when you sometimes have a child who just does not listen you know, there are moments when you just feel like banging your head against the wall because they just don't listen and well, they're not understanding your viewpoint. And when you're trying to, you know, um, inshallah, trying to do the best for them or whatever's best for them. Um, and you do feel like sometimes giving up. And I suppose mm-hmm. that's our test, isn't it? And, and, and a trial. But for me, I think being there many times, and I think it, it's Islam, it is the, the fact that I'm accountable. These are my children. Allah's given them to me and I'm going to be held accountable for them um, on the Day of Judgment. So you want to fulfill that responsibility to the best you can. So I can't throw my towel in and say, you know, what, I've had enough. Somebody else can take over because there isn't that mm. option. Um, mm. Yes, you know, you can you can you can ask for help, isn't it? I think mm. and I think sometimes parents don't. They feel that, you know, they're too embarrassed or they feel that they'll be um look down upon or seen as failures if they do if they do discuss their problems but I think that's really mm. important we're all in the same boat we're all going through the same problems maybe different scenarios mm. but same similar problems and I think it's important to share and you'll be surprised how um, how much help you just get by talking to someone you'll get their perspective and it might work for you um, yeah. so I think yeah it, 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 that I think that's how it does impact for me it's that I think it's it's to keep me going um, mm. and not to give up and see it as a responsibility yeah so the, the word accountability comes to mind uh, when you're speaking there in terms of the fact that there's a connection that through your belief that you make of I am accountable for my actions I am accountable for all that I am responsible for and you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made uh, us accountable for our children up until the age that they gain, um, you know, uh, maturity and become adults. And that's when they then are accountable for their own actions. And then we are to some level relieved from our uh, sense of accountability towards them. Uh, never at any point, really, even from an Islamic perspective, do parents, uh, you know, are parents able to say, well, that's it now, my job's done. For as long as the parent is alive and the child is safe, it doesn't matter if the mother is, the child is 50, there's a sense of accountability and responsibility that we will always share and have in this role for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just by the amount of ayahs and Quranic ayahs and hadith that are referred to this responsibility in that manner. Sorry, go ahead, Fasila. No, no, I was going to say, it's not just a sense, it is an accountability, so regardless of their age. So for example, I've Mm. got, I've got children who are over 18 now. So technically, mm. um, they're adults, you know, if, if yeah. okay, in, the, in this country, they're adults. Now, that doesn't mean I can move away and think, you know what, let them go their way and do what they want to do. Yeah. I still have responsibility. So for me, it's just like whatever age they're at, and if I'm 90, for example, and they're, I don't know, in, in their 50s or 60s. 70. Yeah, 70s. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think there's that much of a big age difference there. <laughs> um, but my point is they'll be, a bit, they'll be responsible for, for being children 
to me, isn't it? So what what, yeah. I, what rights I have over them, they'll 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 mm. still be there. They'll be accountable for that. So what rights they have over me as their parents, I'm still accountable mm. till till the last breath, as it were. So our job is never done, and that goes with any role, whether it's as siblings, whether it's as parents, whether it's as children, or even members of the community. So regardless of age, that responsibility will lie on us forever really you know for, for as and long them as for as life well. yeah, yeah and them as well yeah so both ways um it, it, it's like mm-hmm. that so it's never there's no respite <laughs> as it were the only yeah. respite if you like is is we can lean on each other to to fulfill that responsibility to the best of our abilities i think mm-hmm. yes uh, you know you you touched upon the you know moral sciences that you know it's quite interesting the fact you, know, you were taught this in your faith-based school that you went to as a, as a child um, you know, it, it, so we, we can see that all faiths have this um, emphasis on, you know, parenting with a belief to a certain degree. But yeah. f- from the point at which Islam probably came to you as a way of life, you know, that you yourself started thinking, oh, Islam isn't just a set of rituals and beliefs and, and a faith, you know, that has spiritual aspects yeah. attached to it, but it's a way of life. How did it as a parent give you perspective and direction? in how you want to parent, what you want to parent, and the kind of adults that you want to raise out of your children, uh, you know, or is that an ongoing thing? Are you still, do you still feel that you're standing? Because your kids are quite young in comparison to, say, Sister Silat. So um, how does it work for you? Well, I think, uh, you know, children do learn about all these moral values, but being sincere in practicing them is what matters. You know, you mm-hmm. you might be it, uh, talking the talk, but if you yourself as a parent are uh, not practicing, then then it uh, has a great impact on the children. So, for me, from since my children are small, and if they don't see me uh, applying those values in life, for example, yeah, uh, I'm I'm sending food to my neighbors. And I'm helping out someone who needs uh, something. And they see me, you know, doing many things. So this is what they're going to learn from a young age. So Mm. as a parent, it's really important for me to be conscious of what I do. Mm. And also Mm. sit with them and discuss that we're not doing for this dunya. We have the concept of akhira and... Mm we will be accountable for our actions. Mm. Mm. I think that many times in this show, sorry, I think many times in this show, we've uh, mentioned the fact that, you know, share struggles, share our struggles or our mistakes or moments of mistakes with our children isn't something that we should be ashamed about, but rather it's something that uh, we should be able to discuss with them if they they know about it and, and it's happened. Um, in terms of the fact that, you know, I've errored or I've made a mistake or this is incorrect or I just lost my patience there and that that wasn't the the correct way that I dealt with this issue. And that in itself allows us to parent our children with confidence where we're connecting our actions back to our belief, saying that, no, you know, this isn't something that is allowed or this is something that I've done wrong or my Lord you know, Allah does not like this action and therefore I need to change my ways. And this isn't something that we should hide. And um, something else that we were just discussing before we began today, this whole aspect of uh, traditions and cultures and them dying, I think it is just dress code, isn't it? Beyond Ishul Varkamiz or Asari, it's when uh, there's a collision of of, um, things that are important to you so, uh, you know, we may be looking at, um, say, for example, marriages, you know, um, you know, if, if my child to marry a, you know, an, another Muslim from another background, be it Sri Lankan or Bengali or Arifa, the kind of sentiments that I can have towards this, um, you know, th- that too is an issue of belief of whether you know, my my way of handling this or dealing with this or my, even my feelings about this issue, whether they are correct or incorrect, whether they are halal or haram, and, um, you know, how I deal with that. You know, cultures and traditions can be embedded within us to a point that we may not even recognize we're carrying, the, carrying it until it's uh, triggered and it surfaces in different ways. 
I don't know, would you guys agree with this? Is there any examples that anybody can think of that they'd like to share to put a bit of emphasis on this? Yeah. Yes, Ravi. Today, just today, uh, you know, uh, I was making my boys uh, tidy up and uh, it was a bit surprising for me because my husband was very impressed. He was like, oh, so you're making our boys do everything, you know, which uh, uh, their parents expected only the girls to do the previous generation. You know, they, was, they were gender biased, weren't they? Like, you know, mm-hmm. the girls had to do all the housework while the boys you know, didn't do yeah. anything. So I was like, yeah, that's what our Islam says, you know, Alhamdulillah, uh, girls and boys, both of them can do, they should do. So something mm-hmm. which we, we need to reinforce from a young age. So these things we need to, uh, you know, discuss with them uh, yeah, and talk to yeah. them about it and bring it, uh, you know, practically make them do as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and these things, um, when we're making these changes, these changes to our culture or our traditional ways of, of doing things, it, it actually stands out. You know, it might even stand out to the like it did. You know, your, your husband noticed it um, and it stand out to us. Yet, you know, um, it shows at the same that there's certain aspects of our life where cultural tradition could be so deep rooted that... Um, that we ourselves don't know it's there until it's triggered. So, you know, that example in itself is actually a basic example, but a very good example of the fact that, you know, it's like, oh, it, it takes the, the parent by surprise, and how we used to do things, how, how we're doing them, but maybe the other parent didn't eat doing that. And that's why it's come as a bit of a shock or as a bit of a surprise. But, you know, when parents come really tough and really difficult and so many examples in the community of this, uh, you know, uh, so much youth getting into trouble, whether it's with alcohol, whether it's with gangs, knife crime, underage pregnancy or, or out of marriage pregnancy from an Islamic perspective. Um, you know, how, you know, how do parents get their perspective and direction? You know, would you say that in terms of parenting those children, the you know, not giving up, not throwing the towel in, not saying, you know what, I'm done with them, that tolerance with our children or that patience of continuing with them, um, you know, it, it, would you say that if you don't have belief or iman or, uh, you know, faith, it's, it's very difficult because you feel like you've put your everything. You could be a single parent. You could have been a parent, parents that have struggled really hard, worked really hard day to make ends meet. And you feel like a failure that your children have let you down. I'm sure that's an awful, awful feeling uh, to have. Um, you know, is, is that a point at which parents need to, if, if any parents out there are going through this, they really feel like they're, they're the lowest of the low at the minute in their heart. Um, you know, h- how can belief turn that around? Zila, do you want I think, to um, take that? No, I was just thinking. Um, I think you still have to, the, the only thing that can bring you back up is turning to Allah. I think, um, like I said at the beginning, we make mistakes. Um And I think sometimes definitely mistakes are made in our parenting schools by all of us. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we neglect our children, whether it's by giving them time and attention or ignoring certain um, signs and things sometimes go wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the important thing is that we should try and do the best we can and and educate ourselves. Um, But when you are at a low, low point, I think A, you can't give up on yourself. Because sometimes parents will think, you know, what that person might think. Um, I failed so badly that maybe it, it, it's not worth me living, for example, that, that way. That they give up mm-hmm. on themselves or they give up on the child. Um, um, and I think, I think the solution's there. I think, you know, there are answers there. I think it's, it's about being, having resilience and, and persevering and, and turning to Allah and, and asking Allah for forgiveness um, and practically taking steps. So whatever the situation it is, I, you know, I don't know. And, and there are harrowing situations in our community um, that I can't even begin to imagine what it's like. 
But I think we have to take those steps, the hard steps to move forward, and whether it's getting help for professionally for ourselves, for our own mental uh, well-being and for our child and, and moving, trying to move forward. And, you know, Allah doesn't burden us with, with, with more with more than we can that we can bear with and it's yeah. quite ironic because you know linking back to the case this week um for Arthur, i think it's arthur um yeah that now there's you know i was just reading today in the news that there's going to be a serious case review of where mm. the failings were and mm. there's there's been a few cases like that in the past you know in the uk you know there was baby p and there's a few others and um mm. and they they look back at where what was sort of missed what was mm. how do we let this child down as a community as as you know um, as authorities and, and, and who let that child down and how did it come to, to that stage where they were neglected so badly mm. I think it's the same principle with us but before things get that bad we need to reflect every day and, and, yeah. and account ourselves because I think what happens um, in cases like this or even in, in our lives for example sometimes we just carry on carry on without thinking about what we're doing and it's it's going back to this this this, this point of a belief that we're discussing today what we're doing and why we're doing it so mm. if we are for example very engrossed in our work uh, and and give very little time to our ch- children and with it um, whether it's the father or the mother either way or both uh, and and when we don't stop to think we'll carry on doing that until they're adults and mm. by that time those children have grown up by themselves, um, mm. decided what's right and wrong for themselves because their parents weren't around to tell them any different. Um, and it's because we haven't stopped. We mm. haven't linked our actions back to what we believe in or what mm. our responsibilities are. So, mm. um, you know, I, I was just you know thinking about that, how it's important before these serious case reviews happen, for example, you know, looking at a whole, you know, this, this poor child, the, the, the six-year-old, looking at his whole lifespan, they're going to look back at what's been happening in the six years of his life and how did it get to this point. We should be doing that with ourselves and with our children, you know, mm-hmm. daily, really, you know, I'm sure we can yeah. spend five, ten minutes of our time, you know, in, in, uh, and, and think, okay, how's today gone? What's, what could I have done better? What did I do wrong? Or what have I done well? Um, and, and praise yourself in that way, you know, um, and, um, and not just that, evaluate how our children are, what are they doing? What are they not doing? So I think it's just important, I think, just to not, not to carry on as zombies. I think today is in, in this, in this, um, society i think everyone just it's a busy kind of lifestyle that everyone has no one's got time uh, we all i'm sure we all say that but i think we need to mm. stop and contemplate and think where we're at and why we why we're so um, engrossed in what we're doing and and so forth mm. no very good points uh, raised there for zila the perspective and direction you know um two key words for me um in terms of um anything with life any any kind of choices, decisions, opportunities that we take, uh, roles that we play, you know, whether it's being, uh, you know, as we're all women here, wives or sisters or daughters, or even for the husbands, you know, or, or the fathers of children listening out there to our show tonight, uh, perspective and direction on why am I doing this is so important to have, um, you know, that there, if that isn't there, on the perspective and the direction coming from the way of belief, the way of Iman, the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the Quran and the Sunnah, the confidence in my parenting is never going to be there. It's not about whether we got it right or wrong. The question here is that was our intention correct? Was um, what, what, Did we intend to do justice and, and right by our children? Yes, as you said at the beginning of the show, we may have made mistakes in our approach or um, we may have uh, been a bit imbalanced in our, in our approach of actions. Um, you know, we may have taken the eye of the ball when it came to maybe um, behavior and we were too busy earning money, but have I realized this now? Have I gained some perspective now? So what direction do I need to take from here and now? And how can I improve in this now? Having patience as well, you know, that is just such an important element of parenting. I'm sure my children would disagree that if I have any patience. But, you know, we know um, from the aspect of belief that, you know, there's certain things that we are not allowed to do uh, in the way that we, we treat our children. Um, and, um, and there's certain things uh, with which we should continue to have more, much more patience and and, and at the same time, continue, you know, selflessly 
um, with uh, without expecting anything in return from yeah. these uh, children, selflessly parent for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And um, you know, you mentioned daily review there, Fazila. You know, that's actually uh, an issue of belief again. You know, Muhammad Sallallahu said it is the responsibility of every Muslim to uh, go to bed thinking about how they've spent their day and wake up in the yeah. morning and thank their Lord that they're alive and re- and think about plan how you're going to spend your day. So reflecting and reviewing and uh, planning ahead and and, con- and connecting back to belief, and including yeah. your parenting styles and approaches. That accounting of yourself is so important before Allah takes you to account, as Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, and I'm just paraphrasing the hadith that, you know, take yourself to account before Allah takes you to account, and not in a destructive manner, but in a productive man- manner, in a positive manner, in a way of improvement, and, and including the self-improvement plans, whether that means speaking to somebody who maybe has, you feel has more knowledge on this, or you feel you can confide into and actually be honest with them, say, you know what? I, I don't think I'm doing this very well. I need perspective. I need direction. I need help, and I need clarity. Um, and you know, um, I, I, you know, I'm reaching out, and and that's absolutely fine. And that is what it means to seek knowledge in Islam as well, on all of our roles and responsibilities. We're actually literally in the last uh, minute of our show, sisters. Um, Sister Masoud, is there anything quickly that you'd like to add there to what we've just spoke about? Yeah, just quickly wanted to add, like along with the self-reflection, what you discussed, I think we should try our best. Like we need to make an effort to bring about change because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not change the condition uh, mm-hmm. unless we try to change ourselves. So as yeah. a parent, we, sh- we should make an effort and try our best. That's yeah. all I wanted to add. No, Jazakallah Heron, that's perfectly timed. We're only about 20 seconds away from ending the show. So you're right. Uh, you know, um, you know, we if we want to change the circumstance of the situation, we ourselves should take um, you know, heed of that and and, and try our best. Jazakallah Heron to both of you for joining me today. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to the listeners out there. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.